Are you ready? Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G in Season 2. And man, am I psyched for Season 2. You know, Season 1 was hard, right? You put out your first podcast ever, okay? And uh, it's, it's on things you're not supposed to talk about. Well, who the hell comes up with 85 shows on things you're not supposed to talk about, right? We didn't do so bad over here for the first season. I, 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 I mean, I'm, how, much can you t- how much can you do, right? You got to work. Your podcast machine breaks. You got to wait for a new one for Christmas. You know, things happen. You, you put out a couple of, of bad shows with bad quality in, 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 the, uh, in the sound, and all of a sudden, people hate you. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't get it, right? What are you going to do? But we have a new show, and the name of the show today is called Dating. Right. And that's that's literally a fucking problem in today's world. OK. I mean, I used to go to a bar, meet a woman or not, socialize or didn't got drunk or somewhat got drunk, got in a fight, you know, maybe, but played pool, maybe uh, danced with a random group of people, you know, maybe walked out sweaty or not. Went, then I went home in my car after having a few and, and navigated the fear of doing so with great acuity. But that's it. That's what going out looked like in a nutshell. Right? I mean, it's not hard. You went out, you did a couple of things, you got to have a couple of drinks, you went home, you hope you didn't get pulled over, everybody went to bed. That's all. Right? You risked your life and your limb, your credibility, your, your morality, and probably a little bit of luck, too. I've been slapped in the face. I know that. I've been, I've also, <laughs> I mean, you could probably fucking figure out I've been punched in the face, okay? And I've been told some creative things to my face. Look, I don't actually have that bad of a face, I'm pretty sure. Otherwise, my wife wouldn't be with me, so there's always that, right? You know, what, what you saw from me was not always what you got. But that's a strategy, right? That's a strategy that both men and women utilize, okay? I went home with a few women I absolutely did not recognize in the morning. And I'm thinking, I didn't get what was advertised. I, I, didn't, I didn't get what was advertised. And I never even once considered that she was thinking the same thing. Silly, right? I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, I don't know much. I just know I got married. I had kids. I'm lucky, I think. And that's it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's it. But, but, but sometimes I would go out alone too, you know, like, but most of the, most of the times, don't get me wrong, it was, it was with my friends. But you, sometimes you go out alone and going out with your friends is smart, right? Going out alone is, it's, it's not stupid. It's just not smart. So being with friends gives you a balance that you need in your confidence, right? In decision-making, in the realization that getting punched in the face is better when you're with friends. Uh, They're there to help you, you know? Uh, Picking up a woman was never easier with friends. I just want you to know that, right? That's always better alone. Because when a woman sees you alone at the bar, she wants to know what's wrong with you. And then all of a sudden, she wants to be your friend. When When I said something, someone would back me up with a, yeah, what he said you know, kind of line. And then, you know, those, those kind of work, by the way, like when somebody says, yeah, what he said. And then another person goes, yeah, he's right. And then all of a sudden the person you're sitting there talking with goes, oh, I guess you're right. So that, that, that stuff works when you're out with friends. All right. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good strategy. It just, just works. So occasionally as a New Yorker, I would stumble into a, you know, into a gay bar. <laughs> backing out was usually the only way you know to get the fuck out of there without being molested however i did go to mixed clubs with gay and straight folks you know uh with uh, 
all dancing together in a smash up of, you know, crazy music, sweat and alcohol, right? I mean, that's what, what, what it was. You danced with a guy, you danced with a girl, you danced with both and both in the same skin. You danced with everybody. You didn't give a shit, right? You didn't care. I still don't care. But here I am making a podcast about dating. Why? Why am I doing that? I'm a happily married guy and dating is so far from my purview. I would not know what to do with that any longer. Like my dating line consists of, hey, that's it, right? That's my line. Hey, everything should happen from there. I don't know, right? I think everything should happen from, hey, I'm not really sure what what else you need, but okay. So I've got three daughters, two of which are currently in the dating scene. Uh, One of which has a boyfriend, a longtime boyfriend that she, you know, she's been with and she's got kids, right? Uh, One of of my girls has a boyfriend that she met online and the other one is single. Uh, My daughters, you know, they're beautiful both inside and out. And of course, our father's going to say that. But listen, as I can be an objective observer here, right? My daughters are beautiful, all right? So uh, they're not perfect by no means. Uh, They are a pain in the ass, as a matter of fact. One of them will eat you alive, entrails and all. And the other doesn't seem like she would. Right? That's, that's the thing there. Uh, the oldest is about as wacky as they come. And all uh, men should have an innate respect for all three of these women the minute they meet them. They all have RBF, resting bitch face. And they all display that shit hourly, like on a constant basis. I tell people that my girls are the best men I know. You know uh, and that's my compliment to them. And, and it belongs to them only. I'm not a fan of men being friends with women. Or vice versa. I, I'm, I'm a fan of men and women finding one another, becoming the greatest friends of all time, and loving one another for all eternity. That's what I'm a fan of. Like, men should not go shopping with women. Women should not go shopping with men. Women do not need our opinions on anything. They just fucking pretend to be nice. A quality which I loathe in all humans, by the way. Uh, men or women. Uh, women have so much, so many opinions that they extend to the realms of immaterial. Men have so little opinion that it extends into a dark lack of communication. I have 83 opinions on this podcast. They are 30 minutes each. That's it. Like I, I don't really have that many other opinions. And it's not a lot of opinions over the course of a year, right? The wife, on the other hand, right? thousands of opinions every month. All right. Trolling is the way to find a partner. By the way, that's that's how you get it done. You troll and you troll online and you troll in real life. And what that looks like, by the way, uh, is trolling in. What is it? What is trolling in the dating world? What does that look like, by the way? Right. Well, in my day, it kind of looked like me, Mike Israel, Paul Spinelli and Andrew Tavares all getting in a car and going from one place to another, paying the door fee and then deciding this was not a good spot tonight. And then we would go back in a car and go to another spot right? Scope out the situation like submariners and then, you know, try one more spot. And then we just stayed and got drunk and hoped for success. And what did success look like? Well, since we were in a group with one car, it was not getting laid. That was not success. Uh, It was getting that phone number and hoping it was real, then hoping it was her own line in her bedroom so that her mom didn't pick up. And then it was, I hope that the right, that is the right number at all. You know, like, like, is this a good number? There was no way of knowing until you dialed it the next day and you couldn't send each other a text and then put the number in your contacts automatically right there at the bar. That wasn't happening. So you just had to believe. And belief is a good thing, I got to tell you. 
which means that mystery was also a huge part of dating, right? Is this her real number? Is she single or just here with friends for the night? And every other question you can think of because you couldn't scope her out, right, on a file online. Right? Can't do that. Can't scroll through a timeline and go, oh, look at this person. Uh, the questions that come with meeting a stranger for the first time are always, you know, pedantic, right? No one wants to know that much in the beginning anyway. Do they really? I mean, I was fine with finding out as I went. Now it's all on the page, a timeline of your life. And is that really necessary? Because if I find out about you a little bit at a time, I could absorb you. But if I scroll through your life and see everything about you all at once, I can't absorb you. All I can do is form an opinion about everything I've seen. That's, that's not absorption, right? That's, that's, that's kind of like a, a reflex almost, all right? So the questions that come with meeting a stranger for the first time, like I said, they're always pedantic. Apparently, life is that necessary though, right? Apparently, life is as necessary as pedantic questions, okay? But I, I don't know why... A lie online is more believable than a lie in person. Do you? Like you ask me a question. Hey, you got a girlfriend? No. I don't. Do you sit there and go, do you, are you lying to me? Do you really? You don't say that. You just go, oh, okay. And you hope that's not a lie. You hope that you can read that person's face, look in their eyes and say, yeah, you're fucking lying. You have a girlfriend. Don't even try it. And I, I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, you got a boyfriend. Uh, and I don't care either. I just don't like you lying to me, right? So you could just say yes, and then we can go home and have sex, and that'll be it. But no, you want to lie to me. All right, whatever. If I met you in a bar and told you I spent last week on a cruise and I had no tan, would you believe me? You know, if I pulled out my Instagram and showed you pictures of me on a cruise, should you believe me? Right? You see, that's different. You can believe it because you see it, and you could doubt me because of technology. But if I tell you, you must listen to believe me. I must say the things that equate to being on a cruise. I must give the experience for you to believe me. You have the option to trust my story or to not believe a single word leaving my mouth. How is that different from looking at a pic, right? Because you can convince yourself that this pic is real because the pic is there. If you like me, the pic may be more believable. If you don't, you may not like me, but you like the pic. So there is still a like about me that you have found and one I can feed off of. The sad part is that none of it's based on reality, no matter which, one, which way you date, right? It's all the same trickery of belief. The belief that belief can be suspended because of the presentation, right? The belief that belief can be suspended because of the presentation. What is there is only, you know, so what's there, what's there that's left, right? It's only the presentation. There's no substance. That's called a magic trick. And here's what that looks like. Cyber dating refers to pursuing romantic relationships via digital means, right? So primarily online and through technology. And here's some things that you should look for in cyber dating. Here's what cyber dating means. It means meeting and connecting with potential partners through online platforms like dating apps, websites, social media, online chat room forums, etc. Carrying out all or most communication electronically through messaging, video calls, and emails rather than in-person interactions initially. What? 
getting to know someone better through sharing profiles written, by the way, by you, photos taken by you, interests online before committing to meeting up face-to-face. So basically, here's all my lies for you to speculate on. Let's meet up. Uh, Utilizing tech tools as the primary means of flirting, expressing interest, or asking someone out on a virtual date, like a video call, online game activity, etc., whatever. So, like, I'm going to send you an emoji with a uh, cucumber and a heart and some heart eyes, and you're supposed to know that, um, I don't know, either I love big penis or you're supposed to love my big penis. I it. It doesn't, I don't get it, but either way, we're we're doing that, right? Uh, You got to continue to rely heavily heavily on digital communication even after initially connecting offline through coordinated online dates or virtual dates while apart. So like you meet a person in a bar in Germany and you're an American and you've got to come home and you really like them and you date in Germany for two days because you're only there two days and then you come home to America and right? You continue that relationship online through video chats and blah, 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 and texting and emojis and everything else. And for some reason, that's cool. It's weird, right? It's weird. Just write a fucking letter until, until letter writing stops. Potentially developing emotional intimacy and personal connections without physically being with one person for a prolonged initial period. That's weird, right? I, I am going to be intimate with you and personal with you, and never physically connect with you, like not even holding your hand, not even rubbing your shoulder, not even touching your arm when I laugh, you know what I mean? Not even, it's crazy. You're forming a long-distance romantic relationship exclusively through cyberspace where partners may never even have met. Cyber dating involves using technology and online platforms to pursue and develop romantic interests communicate, and potentially even date completely in the virtual world from start to finish. So you could actually meet someone, love them, like them, like them, love them, marry them, marry them, and then divorce them all online 100% while never even touching that person or looking deeply into their eyes and feeling their sweaty breath. No, no, you're never going to do that. It's a modern form of digital courtship. Now that sounds fucking romantic, doesn't it? Because nobody brushes up against each other, right? Yeah, no one inadvertently is touching a hand to see if there's a recoil, you know? No drinks are being offered to find out if there's a like of the other. There's no eye contact, no simple signals of distaste or attraction by the eyes or the face. You know, there's no ability to see how her hair swings when she walks, when she goes to the bathroom. Or how he dips in his strut. You know, no one knows how good someone's ass looks in a pair of Levi's online. Does she sweat when she dances? Does he dance at all? Right? Then there's there's always this situation. There's always this situation. And it's a terrible situation. This situation does happen to me, right? And 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 I'm gonna give you some tips for for you know being a trans woman out there in the real world and you're you're trying to pick up a guy because this is what dating in this world looks like now you you don't know if you're going to date digitally or not you you never know if you're even going to go out and meet somebody because you don't make those plans and then if you are dating digitally and that person looks great from the waist up you know what's the waist down look like this is 
not a good way to do things. You must touch a person. You must see a person. You must feel a person's breath. They're, they're, you must feel a person's inadequacies in front of you. And you must see them to date someone and fall in love. Okay? You know, I got these, um, this, these dating tips on how to date a trans woman from a website. And I'm not going to tell you what website it is because I'm not doing that. So that's it. But I didn't make them up. Okay? That's all. I didn't make them up. So they say, here are some general tips for, for respectful and thoughtful dating as a trans woman. <laughs> the first one is be upfront and honest about your identity with potential partners. This allows them to get to know the real you. But like the real you is a lie because you deem it so. And the new you is a lie because it is not the real you. So what identity are you actually giving them? Are you telling them, hey, I'm a trans woman right up front? And then all of a sudden, that person ghosts you within the next five seconds and you're finally alone all the time because that's what happens all the time. Or you figure you do that enough that you get lucky and find that one guy that's going to go, ah, I don't care, right? Just do whatever you do. Um, the second one is screen for acceptance and understanding. Look for partners who are genuinely supportive of your journey and see you for who you are. You know, that, that looks a lot like a lot of rejection in a bar. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're sitting there in a bar with someone and you're like, hey, I need you to understand my journey, you know, and give me some support for being a trans woman and date me just because I said so, so that you don't, so that I don't feel like you hate me because I made this choice. I'm not really sure what that's about, right? Screening for acceptance and understanding is what everybody does in a fucking date. That doesn't just belong to you, Okay. Uh, focus on mutual care, respect, and communication. Healthy relationships are built on these things, not superficial attributes. What you're telling me is that there aren't, I mean, what you're telling me that is that trans people must focus on this in particular because this is how all relationships are built, aren't they? How can that be true in a trans relationship? You, you're relating with the idea of the self. Right? You are relating with the idea of the self, yet not the self. It's weird. All right. Boundaries are good. Share personal details at your own pace when comfortable. Rushing intimacy can compromise safety and trust. Listen, rushing safety, rushing uh, intimacy is going to compromise safety and trust the minute you pull down your pants and, and, and haven't told anybody what you truly are. That's when that happens. Because if the, if the upper half of you is in, indiscernible from a woman, but the bottom half of you is not, I promise you the man that you're with is going to have a problem with that. If he doesn't have a problem with it because he's bisexual, he's going to have a problem with it because you lied. It's that simple. So going slow, which would, what this indicates, is basically a rule for every relationship. Realize you deserve to be loved for who you are. Don't settle or compromise your well-being to please others for who you are. I mean, how does anyone know who you are until you do? You make this choice on who you are. Everybody makes the choice on who they are. They don't make the choice on, uh, on what they are. Right? You make the choice on who you are, where you are, when you're there, why you're there. Okay? But you don't make the choice on what you are when you're there.
Because what you are is determined by what you are and what other people see. All right? That's what's going on there. Okay? They also tell you to connect with LGBTQ-friendly communities and resources, draw strength from others who face shared experiences. Well, how is this going to help? How does a vacuum help? That doesn't help anybody. If you're trying to date a regular guy and you're a trans woman, how is being in an LGBTQ vacuum help you? Go talk to some real men, okay? Discuss, prepare, and be prudent about physical intimacy if and when the time comes. Move at your pace while ensuring mutual consent. Your pace is never your pace when your partner has his own pace. Someone is going to get punched in the face for dragging this out, okay? The re Why am I talking about this? Because it, it, it's important in today's world. Guys are going to go out there. Your son is going to go out there and date. And he's going to be making out with a chick that he thinks is a chick. And it's not a chick. He's going to be scarred for life, maybe. Or he's going to discover something that you don't want him to discover. You know what I mean? Well, that's a whole different story. Um, you know, the most important things are staying true to yourself, protecting your well-being, focusing on mutual understanding, keeping lines of respectful communication open with potential partners. Your identity is beautiful. Find someone who sees that. Yeah? What identity? Your identity is beautiful or you are beautiful? Okay? That's a load of shit. I mean, do people write this stuff so that, so that they can just sound helpful? Yikes. I mean, what's going on? These, these dating um, specifics for a trans woman are no different than dating specifics for any woman. You didn't help anybody at all with this. I'm helping you right now. Ready? If you're a trans woman and you want to date a regular guy, tell him straight the fuck up you're a trans woman. If that guy likes you, that's cool. If he doesn't care, that's cool. If he's just going to use you for certain things, I don't know if that's cool, but to him, that's cool. Right? Let's fucking go. Okay? Just be honest. If somebody doesn't want to date you, they don't want to date you. That's your fucking lot in life. But when you find that guy, right, do everything you can to make him happy so that you don't have this fucking problem anymore. Nobody cares if you're a trans woman and you're out there dating. Just do it the right way, all right? Be fucking honest with people, all right? You know, isn't that special? I mean, that's fucking special, isn't it? Come on, guys. I got this from a dating website, like I told you, you know? I'm not going to disclose which one. I don't want to hear any shit about it either. But in the first bullet point, it tells a trans woman to be upfront and honest with others about your identity. I mean, is that their identity? My identity is anything I want it to be. My actuality is man. So, if you're a trans woman on the hunt for a, man's, for a man, identity had better take a backseat to actuality. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Or if your actuality is trans woman, you'd better say it. The difference between a bar and online dating is the punch in the face. And by punch in the face, I mean both a literal punch in the face and or a rejection that feels like one. In a bar on a Sunday is when you meet the real women. You understand? They're hard drinking, hard charging football women. Chicks that can have sex and wrestle at the same time. A good broad is all a good dude needs on a Sunday while football is on. Saturday night, right? that's for the delicate chicks who act like football is gay. But in reality, want to be tackled and have their tight end ruffled. So Friday night, right? Those Friday night women, they're all completely different. They're out of work. They're pissed off. And they're looking to get into a heated debate or at the very least, a stress-relieving booze fest that ends in a walk of shame home. All right? That's all. All men are the same. 
They're vile and opportunistic creatures who like to rule the world. Guess what? There's nothing wrong with men and women at all. It's just how they are. You want to be a woman who rules the world and you want to abuse men? Go ahead. There are men out there who want that. You're a man who wants to rule the world and abuse women? No, that's not okay. There are no women out there who want that. That's the difference, guys. That's what dating is all about. Listen, if you're 25 years old and you're listening to this podcast, I just fucking taught you something. You better shape up, goddammit. All right? There's something wrong with everybody else. There's nothing wrong with men and women. There is something wrong with everybody else. And by everybody else, I mean those people who are not men or women, but are identifying as something completely different. Like, you know, like a furry or a binary person or a trans, cis, weeble that won't fall down. You fuck you people. Online dating is for you especially because you are not what men and women want. Men and women want men and women. Furries should want another furry, not for men and women to accept them as furries. Real lions know that they are not accepted in a brothel where they will eat all the humans, male and female, so they don't hang out there, right? That's not what's going on. Dating in today's world is a fantasy of lies and more lies with lies piled on top of that. Choosing your response after thinking about it never looks good in person, right? Someone's talking to you at a bar and you choose your response while talking to them. That doesn't look good. That doesn't look good in person at all. You must have a response ready to go. Not sitting there thinking about whether or not someone's, do you think I'm beautiful? Um, uh, well, um, yeah, I do. I do. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's not how that fucking works, right? You can do that online all day. All right. You can. That's, that's, that's what's going on. And by the way, it's never believable online either. Why? Because when you sit there and take three days to answer somebody about whether they're beautiful, they know you're lying. You take seven minutes, right? In the middle of a conversation, you take, in the middle of an online texting conversation that's been going back and forth, you're answering within seconds and someone says, are you beautiful? And you take one minute to answer that person. Even if you're taking a piss and you can't text, it takes a whole minute. And then you go, yes, I think you're beautiful. And they go, why did it take you so long to answer me? And I'm like, what do you mean so long? I was, it was a minute. I was taking a piss. They don't believe you. They don't believe anything you have to say at that point. I promise. You're done. And in all of this is a lesson, right? A lesson is somewhere to be learned. We're just not doing that here. Okay? We're not doing that here. I don't give a shit about lessons especially on dating. I'm married. I care about getting out the information so you can make the lesson. Dating isn't difficult, folks. People are difficult. Meeting people isn't hard. It's easy. The world is full of people. What makes it awkward is you, right? The world's full of people. There's a bunch of people out there. That's, you know what? That's all there is is people. There's over 8 billion people in this world. That's all there is. You can't help but bump into somebody, all right? Let's go. Let's fucking go. Stop dating online. Let's go out there and do this like people. Let's go to a bar, all right? Someone with a lot of money and an entrepreneurial spirit who hated dating literally changed your life in the dating world. And that's someone has a wife and kids somewhere, maybe two pair. Folks should ditch online dating, okay? That's what they should do. And the one night stands 
and go out and get smacked or punched in the face for love. All right? That's what you should Are do. You ready? It's worked for thousands of years, folks. It still does. Guess what I'm telling you to do? I'm telling you to go forth and be fruitful. Thanks for being here with Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G, baby. That's me. See you next time.